Good afternoon, everyone. It's Allie Corman, Ed Carson with the breakdown of the action in today's session, Friday, December 15th, where we saw a bullish week for stocks. Yeah, really powerful, really broad. I'm going to take a look at all that, but I want to take a look at uh, three stocks as well, Steel Dynamics, Tesla, and Monday.com. Okay, well, we'll get to those three stocks. But first, let's take a look at the major indexes. The NASDAQ today up a little more than three-tenths of a percent by sessions close. The Dow up almost two-tenths of a percent today. The S&P 500 closing roughly flat. And the Russell 2000 down some eight-tenths of a percent. But we're looking at the NASDAQ here, and I'm seeing a lot of blue bars, Ed. Yeah, a lot of a lot of up days, and there had been a little mini pause that we had. You're just enough that we saw some handles form in stocks, found support near the 21-day line. So that area uh, really was a nice pause. The pause it refreshes, and uh, we just took off this week. Obviously, the Fed was the biggest driver. Fed clearly signaled a pivot toward rate cuts. Uh, Treasury yields had a huge down week all of that. And so maybe we're on the, the, you know, starting another run. It certainly seems like it. We're actually, seems like we're well, several steps into a new run. Right. Uh, and, you know, there, I think the only caveat you might say is that, well, maybe we're getting a little stretch versus the 50 day line. And maybe it's still a little too early in the market rally to worry about that, but it's just something that, that bears, you know, watching. Uh, mm -hmm. But boy, it was, it was a really, it was a really impressive week. It was. And so last week where we capped things off, we were on the verge of breaking out. And this week we did get that breakout on multiple timeframes. You mentioned this handle that we developed over the last couple of weeks. And if we take a look at the weekly chart, you can see that a uh, little pause and a breakout. So if the last couple of weeks of a pause were a handle, you could also look at that larger time frame, that larger cup with handle. So we have a breakout on that time frame as well. Yeah. And so, yeah, sort of like that's the big dipper cup with handle there. And uh, it's the highest since January 2022. The S&P also has that. Uh, so that looks very similar and nice action there. Showed a similar pause, maybe not quite as much, but nice pause there, sort of that pause and then the bigger, bigger handle within that long thing. Uh, so that was great. Saw some strong volume. Uh, the volume has been impressive. Uh, you know, so just a lot to like there. The Dow showed, Dow Dow, of course, I and mean, it's like we talked about this earlier in the week, that's a record high. I mean, that's just breaking all out. Uh, so really a lot of great action on the major indexes. And they look sluggish compared <laughs> to other uh, to other yeah. indexes. Yeah, which we'll take a look at. Just one more thing uh, here to talk about before we move on. Yes, a big milestone for the Dow and the S&P 500 now on the verge of new all-time highs uh, with the close here in that last week of 2021 uh, at 47.66. We are at 47.21. So getting very close to new all-time highs there. And we talked, we've been talking about how that early November move was so explosive. So let's also compare this week versus the other weeks in the rally and just to underscore the kind of strength that we saw this weekend. 
Yeah, I mean, it's sort of like after a run, it's hard to pick up steam well into it. But boy, this was the best week, I believe, on just about all the indexes we're going to look at uh, since the first week of that rally. That first week was enormously powerful, but, you know, a lot of solid gains, some small ones, but week after week. And then this was the best week in a while for the S&P and I believe for the NASDAQ, the Dow, and I think everything else we look at, uh, you know, really broad-based gains. Look at that gain for the Russell, really packed on you know there had been some resistance at the 200-day line then a sort of pause with the rest of the market a little bit not too much but really came on and you know this was at 2023 lows this was at almost two-year lows just a couple of months ago and all of a sudden we're yeah. you know hit a 52-week high uh you know pulled back a little bit today but that's a really big impressive gain for the week really broadening out uh, i was seeing some measurements that yesterday the number of new highs was the highest since the COVID crisis, like just, you know, just it was just so many new highs because everything was hitting, you know, all these indexes were hitting 52 week highs. Mm -hmm. Very impressive. And uh, we have to keep in mind, though, with the strength of the move, we could see uh, another pause or a pullback. But, you know, continuing to take things day by day, I think, is the way to go, Ed, because that's been the best mentality over the last six weeks, just taking the new information as it comes instead of making our own uh, projections or guesses about where things are headed next. Because I think if uh, you would have asked folks six weeks ago, is the Dow going to be at an all-time high? Are we going to see uh, the kind of gains for the Russell 2000 in a six-week time period? I, I think that would have been pretty hard to guess. Really hard to guess, and you can't get, yeah, you don't want to draw a straight line and say, well, if it just keeps doing this and this and this, yes, keep a level head, you know, pay attention to what the market is doing now, not, don't chart out your uh, path to becoming the richest person in the world if we just keep this trend over the next uh, <laughs> next year. Yeah, that's the thing too, you know, it as soon as uh, you start feeling really good about how you're doing, uh, just check, check yourself. And I'm saying that, I'm saying that for myself too, you know, just, uh, Temper the temper the enthusiasm there and uh, continue to, to stay humble. Let's also look at mid caps. Here's a look at MDY breaking out over a long sideways area to Ed and uh, another signal of breadth. We like comparing QQQ and QQEW. So let's do that. We saw a couple of tight weeks for QQQ, the ETF tracking the NASDAQ 100 and up 3.4% this week. Let's look at QQEW up 5% and definitely a breakout here for this equal weight NASDAQ 100 ETF. Yeah, I mean, the big cap, the mega cap, some of them, I mean, I mean Tesla was did pretty well. And then they generally were up, but the mega caps weren't that powerful this week. So there was a little bit just a, um, but you saw a lot of strength. It was, they were still up, but I saw a lot of strength in growth stocks outside and then a lot of strength outside of growth stocks. So, uh, yeah. Both positives in my view. Yeah, both are positives. Yeah, so the mega cap's slowing down, taking a break in many cases. Yeah, they they needed to take a break. They're taking a break, but not in a way that's threatening, really. And right. these other stocks coming on, yeah, just it's uh, yes, they're all positives. Mm -hmm. So we also like comparing SPY and RSP. So we will do that. SPY up 2% on the week and RSP up 3.8%. 
also looking like a breakout here, Ed. So another signal of breadth there. We already looked at the 10-year yield on the daily. Let's look on the weekly. I mean, that definitely gives you a pretty clear sense of what's going on here, Ed. So uh, talking about you know projections or, or how far things can go in just a, a couple of weeks, also in about six weeks, we saw the 10-year go from that 5% level to below 4%. So that is quite impressive as well to see. Yeah, and I don't know about on a weekly basis, but I knew, know for a five-day stretch, this was the biggest decline since March. And it was so it was just really stunning. Again, after all these declines, and that's one a big, big reason why the market, the, the major indexes had their and, and such had their best week in in several months, uh, several since the start of the rally, uh, basically. Uh, so yeah, really impressive. And this week, I think also another thing is that the dollar came down as well. It mm-hmm. may have reco- recovered today. But that was one thing is that during some of the like there had been a couple of weeks or a week or two that it had sort of trended up even though yields were coming down but this time i think the fed was a lot more dovish than the european central bank and bank of england so the dollar actually weakened this time and that was another driving force for stocks okay let's take a look at a couple of sector etfs here's smh the chips really turning it on this week SMH up 7.1%. And, you know, last couple of weeks, they did get above those highs from late 2021, but now decisively above that level. Let's look at the monthly chart here. And of course, all time highs for chips, a nice breakout. So a lot of strength coming from the chip sector, Ed. Yeah, and that's with NVIDIA being, again, a relative laggard. It was fine. It did fine. I'm not, uh, but that's the biggest component. And this thing still went up 7%. I mean, that's just... That is just a huge gain. Mm-hmm. So definitely seems like an area to be having exposure. And let's also take a look at software. Here's the IGV ETF. Definitely not as strong in comparison, but looking good, looking fine, up 2% on the week. Yeah, and that's with Oracle and Adobe having pretty bad weeks. Some of the mega cap software, other ones were sort of modest. Still some solid gains in, in software for sure. And maybe this is going to be a little pause after after really leading the rally in quite a, you know, to start. Yes, that makes sense. Let's take a look at XLF Financials up 3.4% to continue their rally. XME, this is the metals and mining ETF reversing higher, closing up about 6.1% on the week. I, yeah, I was going to say, I believe a lot of that came in the back half of the, of the week here. Uh, so there's a look at the daily chart, uh, Wednesday and Thursday, pretty big days there, Ed. And yet further signals of this broadening out of leadership or at least participation. Yeah, there wasn't much that didn't participate. I mean, insurers, I guess, and maybe maybe some healthcare, some drug stocks, but that's about it. Every, everybody else seemed to be joining this party. Yes. And here's a look at XLI breaking out this week, uh, the industrials up 3.6% on the week. Okay. So we looked at XME. Let's take a closer look. Here's Steel Dynamics, a steel producer with a big week up 10% and breaking out. Yeah, look at that. Just on the weekly, you can see it sort of rebounded from the 10-week line. It was an outside week compared to the prior two weeks. Uh, a big factor of this, you know, this morning it came out and said, we're basically, it's going to be lower earnings versus a year earlier once again, but it is going to be higher than expected. Uh, but the real driver, and you can see again, just like with XME, uh, it, was, it was the Fed rate pivot 
which you know lowers the weakens the dollar which is often that's helpful but it's also is probably bullish for a lot of construction auto a lot of those markets that uh, are you know going to be customers or steel dynamics so this one took off uh, could have possibly bought it on Thursday, but everybody knew that there was an earnings uh, update that was probably coming. So that would have been a little bit, it just would have been a little tricky in that front. It worked out. I mean, obviously it would have worked out, uh, but this was a nice move. This was our stock of the day. Jed Graham went over this. Price, steel prices have come up quite a bit in the last few months, which again, it obviously reflects the stronger demand. Great. And this is our stock of the day today. So for more information, check out that stock of the day article written by our very own Jed Graham. And you mentioned Tesla, Ed. So let's go there. Up 1% on Friday for the week, up 4%. An outside week, upside reversal right at a number of key levels. The 10-week line, the 40-week line, and that round number of 230. And then zooming back in on the daily chart here, we've been keeping an eye on this 250, 252 level, and it got above that towards the end of the week this week. So what was fueling Tesla's game or charging up uh, Tesla's game this gains this week? Well, like everybody else, I mean, it's like the Fed obviously had a huge factor. This was down on Wednesday, and then all of a sudden, it decided to churn back up. There was some negative news, but like when you think about it, the lower rates are positive for growth stocks, speculative growth, just in general. But then it's also automakers had a strong week because lower rates mean all of a sudden those loans can be a lot cheaper. It's a, a lot easier to uh, sell pricey $50,000 vehicles, say, if if the rate is you know a couple of percentage points lower and so that's a big factor. And so there it is. So it's it's coming through there. This is an opportunity where you could enter. Uh, there are some caveats in the sense of the fundamentals aren't that great. It's, you know, that's not clear how, you know, even to next year, the estimates have been coming down. So you can't even initially count on that. And uh, the other one would be the relative strength line hasn't really improved a whole lot. Yeah, it's rebounded. The stock has rebounded, but we're not really seeing a huge increase in the relative strength line. Uh, and so it's still sort of in that downtrend. So that's sort of, a, that's sort of an issue. We're seeing some stocks that have, that have come up in an hour basing and finding new opportunities, but other stocks that had struggled, they're coming up now, but their relative strength lines are going to lag. Now that doesn't mean that they can't come up and catch up, but that's just something to keep in mind. They, they, they were struggling before the rally and didn't rush ahead initially. Uh, but this one, this one is now now moving out there, and I, everybody's eyes were on this one. Yes, they definitely are. Thanks for the update there. And now let's take a look at MNDY. This is Monday.com in the Enterprise Software Group. An 8% gain this week after a pause over the last several weeks. And we are seeing strong growth for this young stock here, Ed climbing back up after so many growth stocks got hit hard in the 2021-2022 period, including this. And it seems like it's been tightening up each new base that it's formed after it's bottomed. And so speaking of tightening up, once again, it had that pause there. And now this week, presenting an actionable opportunity. Yeah. And so while that pattern record is showing... 189 is the buy point. It's really this handle here. So it's still in buy range. Came, you know, came down a little bit, but on light volume. And so there's a handle there. There's a three weeks tight. The RS line isn't at a new high, but it's at right around, you know, getting really close to consolidation. I was definitely the highest in several months. Uh, 
-hmm. for you know so the consolidation's a little bit better um, in that front. So it's getting up there. That's positive. It's the volume is picked up. It's the growth is still strong, and now it's consistently profitable. In the last few quarters, you're seeing that acceleration sequentially, at least earnings per share, 14 to 41.64. So that is that's always a good sign with software because you turn profitable, all of a sudden every dollar of revenue is almost like a dollar of profit for a software company. Mm -hmm. So that can really ramp up quickly. So uh, that's that's a real positive. Yes, great things to point out there, Ed. And so it seems like if you use that handle buy point and the entry yesterday, probably a, a percent stop depending on where you got in. Maybe if you did a smaller position, you could do the lows from this handle in the 21 day line. But that's something that traders need to be thinking about too in terms of taking on new positions right now with where the market is. The market is no longer in that pullback pause handle mode. It's been running. So I know that's something that you have talked about too, Ed, is making sure that you're aware of that at the very least when you're making new buys, what position the market is in. Yeah, I think that's really important. You probably could have made some buys like on Wednesday, Thursday, but now at this point have to be thinking, well, maybe it'll pause. And you definitely don't want to chase extended stocks. This is, you know, you know, you never want to do that, but especially when the market is starting to look a little stretched again. Uh, it's just something to watch. Now, maybe it keeps on running. I mean, you right. know, it's this rally has, you know, we thought when this rally started, well, there's a lot of resistance levels and it just went right through it like it's paper mache uh, in many cases and barely paused, really. So we don't know what's going to happen, but you just want to be thinking, you know, prudently there. Hopefully you're pretty heavily, um, you have pretty heavy exposure so you don't have to feel like you're chasing after things. You can still make incremental buys or incremental buys and take partial profits elsewhere. So you can, uh, you know, balance in that way. So, um, yeah, as long yeah. as you have risk management yeah. rules, you know, yeah. that's at the end of the day, that's what's important. Yeah. And I would also just say like, look, you know, you want to keep a level head and that's one reason why if you want to do an analysis of yours, it's easier to do that on the weekend when things aren't moving than when stocks are rising or stocks are falling. It's hard to do that. And so like, oh, what do I want to do? And it's just, it's a little bit more dispassionate. Do I really like this stock? Do I feel comfortable having this many stocks in AI or this many, or I want to be here. So, I, you know, do some of those things, run those screens. I would say you do have a problem. And it's a great problem to have. There are so many stocks and sectors that are showing strong action that it might take more work than it used to after <laughs> this magnificent 750 stock rallies that we've had. There's actually hundreds of stocks that are showing strong action. Not all, not many are in position, but you want to be following them mm -hmm. uh, at least here, there. So do take some time, we'll run through those screens and, and make sure you have those uh, quality names on your watch list. Yes. And then for the stocks that you own, I think, uh, look at the weekly charts. Uh, they can be your guide for whether you want to hold or, or maybe there's some stocks in your portfolio right now that aren't those true leaders. Maybe they're lagging a little bit. And so the time might be to come where you want to cut ties with them, you know, the weed and feed sort of strategy, which ones are you going to stick with? Give a little bit more room to work since we are still in a power trend uh, and which ones uh, you do want to have a tighter leash on. So I think, yeah, looking at those weekly charts on the setups side for the watch list and for your existing holdings, definitely key. Thank you so much, Ed. And thanks everyone for tuning in. That is it for this week. 
and be sure that you're keeping tabs on investors.com because we still have more headlines. Of course, it'll come out later today and this weekend too. And the team will see you back in action on Monday morning on IBD Live. We hope you join us, investors.com slash IBD Live for all the details. I'll be off for a little bit, but I'll see everyone back on December 27th. I hope everyone has a very happy holiday season and a Merry Christmas. Thanks for tuning in. Have a great weekend, everyone. And the team will see you back here next week.